Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Circling the Sewer. I got it right this time. Last time, first episode, clearly was a little stressed, and uh, I said something weird, but it's Circling the Sewer, and I guess we didn't even cover why we chose the name last week. Should we leave that? For like episodes further, should we should we spill? Let's My keep, sister asked me what it was. Let's keep it secret. Secret. Okay. All right. See I if like the listeners like even that. notice. All right. Um, well, welcome back. This is our second episode. Um, we got some decent reviews from the first one. Pretty okay. good. Positive Pretty good. Reviews. I think people uh, want us to keep it going. I'll tell you that. People ask for a second one, so that's good. We're gonna try to shorten them up. The last one was two hours. We're gonna try to do two episodes a week. And do one hour each moving forward. We just feel like um, that'll be better just in general. Um, nothing crazy. Uh, but yeah, two hours was maybe a little long. And Yeah, we're toying around with the first one too. Yeah, and we, I mean, we could ramble all day. We can make these five hours if we wanted to, but we uh, we don't want to put you guys through that. So, but we're back for the second episode. Um, we got to give a quick shout out to a listener potentially from Belgium uh, with... <laughs> With our podcasting analytics that we get through the website that we posted this through, um, we actually get a heat map of where the okay. listeners come from, which is kind of a cool thing. But uh, yeah, we got a listener potentially showed up in Belgium, so that's I, kind of sick. We're international have now. Have you been Europe? to Belgium before? I know. Um, have you been to Europe? No, I've never been to Europe. That's well, what I want to do the Europe thing, though. We're, we are now officially the pit bulls of podcasting because we are Mr. Worldwide. That is true. Yeah. We have to go to Belgium now, I feel like. we got to meet this we, person. We might have to do a live show from live Belgium, show in Belgium moving forward. That's kind of exciting. So put that on the list of things to do for the podcast. But um, yeah, well, to be honest, this week, uh, kind of a slow week in sports in general. That's always that buffer period between um, the conference championships in the NFL and the Super Bowl. And of course, in the NHL All-Star lined up the same weekend. So there hasn't been much NHL games. Um, NBA's been going on um, as well. College football is obviously not going on, but yeah. So we got um, so we dropped one last week. Since then, uh, what's been going on yeah. with you, Joe? You know, had a good Rockin weekend. weekend. Great weekend. Was hung out with some friends on Friday. Went bowling. I think I shot about like a absolutely one thirty six. I actually Ooh. ended the game with three strikes. So is that what is turkey? That? Turkey in the tenth. All in the tenth. Impressive. Three straight turkeys. Turkeys still ended up getting second. One of my buddies shot. I believe it was a one forty four. So he he pulled it out. But yeah, overall good weekend. Saw some friends and stuff. Um, Going yeah. over a hundred anytime is yeah. That's usually what I shoot for too. So but yeah, it was a pretty fun weekend. But yeah, like you're saying too, pretty dry with the sports that have gone on since we last spoke. But Kind of just the NHL All-Star game. Had some notes on that as well, too. But, yeah, how about you? How was your weekend? I was good. It was good. We uh, One of the roommates is uh, heading down. Um, he's making his way to spring training. So he left. So we said uh, goodbye to him. Had a couple right. couple beers this weekend. A couple uh, pops. A couple, a couple soda <laughs> pops um, before he hit the road. So that was fun. Um, we went to a local bar and played some darts. It was nice. It was a good time. And... Yeah, uh, so we'll be doing these in person for a little bit. Me and Joe are actually in person in a couple of weeks. I'll be heading down to spring training, and then we're going to do these remotely. Um, I guess it doesn't really affect you guys, but just thought I'd share that information. Yeah, you and guys should see our studio here. It's, uh, yeah, it's a nice little living room. It's setup. sweet. Sick, sick, sick. It's really cool. Well, 
We can dive into what we got. We're going to cover some NHL quickly and then some more NHL coaching hires. As, uh, there's been four more hires since we last talked to you guys. And then we got some NBA trades that actually went down today. Um, My God, we're recording this on, on, on Tuesday, February 8th. Um, we're going to talk some NBA Finals predictions, um, some MVP race stuff. And then we're going to give our picks for... The trophy winners in the NHL um, as we move through that. So we got a we got a good amount of stuff for you. We're gonna try to try to roll through this quick. Definitely not Exciting. quick. I guess there's no reason to do it quick. But we're gonna. I guess in our minds, it's not two hours for one hour. So Joe, take it away with what you got on the NHL All Star Game this Definitely. weekend. Definitely. So the All Star Game took place this weekend. It was in Las Vegas. So looked like it was pretty fun and buzzing there. Kind of just get into that a little bit. We had this skills competition that came up first. Uh, just kind of one of the one of the key things that I took away from it was the shootout there, and I believe Trevor Zegers absolutely killed it in that All Star challenge, and he just got he got second because he lost to Alec Petrangelo, who he didn't even score on his goal. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. well, hometown favorite. Hometown favorite, right? so they For gave him Vegas. the win. Yeah. But I just Zegers' goal, he's blindfolded. For those. Who didn't see? Came down the ice, did a little dressed up in the full uh, average Joe's the dodgeball. Ball from dodgeball. So yeah, yeah came down on his breakaway, movie. did a sweet move, ended up scoring that. He was blindfolded, was blindfolded for that. So, do you think he could see out of the? Well, so what I heard is that Gibson, the Ducks goalie, yeah, was supposed to only tie it once, which made it partially see through. But apparently the rumor is that he tied it twice. Okay. I have no proof of that. If it, if he was straight up blindfolded and he couldn't see anything, that is one of the craziest goals. Ever. Yeah. If he truly could not see anything, that was one of the craziest goals. And if you haven't goal. got a chance to see this goal, I would even if you're not an NHL fan or a hockey fan in general, I would I would highly advise you to to check it out because it's it's ridiculous. I mean he I thought he cheated <clears throat> somehow and put Maybe he was, used, I, maybe have you heard the sex wax stuff. Yeah, it's like the grippy stuff that guys can put on their stick. I don't know how. I don't know. Is that for legal? hockey? Yeah. I used to use that back. In yeah. the, back in the day. So I know he probably had some of that on it, but he still made the puck stand up against his blade. Sure, it was sick. Yeah, but um, for those who also don't know, Zegris wasn't even an all star. He was mm-hmm. just invited to the all star game skills challenge just to do that breakaway, and then he had the sickest goal by far. Easily. And then they didn't give him the championship. So that was kind of stupid. Yeah, but, game hometown favorite. But they had some cool stuff. I want to hear your opinion. Did you watch the, the what was it, 21 and 22 on the strip where they played blackjack? No, with the I didn't cards? get a chance to see that. I saw the breakaway one and then I saw the speed skating. So those okay. ones I saw. Yeah. I was kind of in and out Friday night watching that. But even within the speed skating, too, Jordan Cairo ended up taking the way, coming away with the win on that one, which is a big upset from Connor McDavid. Right. So. That's crazy. And maybe we have a new NHL fastest skater. Probably not. I would still no. take McDavid with that. But well, it was cool I, to see. They didn't. It didn't look like they warmed up. No, McDavid. I don't even think was. I bet if we did that again and we they both gave their best effort, I think McDavid would walk away with that. Yeah. I think. I mean, I mean McDavid was probably out the night before having. Well, the funny thing is, I I think on on the on the Chicklets podcast they were talking because they were down there. They were talking about how Kairou was out the night before. And he turned down drinks because he wanted to win the speed skating. That so bad. he was, he was, so he, was he wanted in. that. But I think they won like thirty five grand for that. Yeah. So like, I probably would have tried too. Yeah. <laughs> but I, mean, I like guess thirty five grand. Pocket change for those yeah, guys, but. You know, but 
Cool. It was good to see him win, so that was exciting. And then what else did we kind of have within that? I just kind of wanted the overview. I believe it was the Metropolitan Division ended up coming away as the champions as the All-Star Game. They beat our Central Division champs there. So, yeah, kind of just I had some opinions on this All-Star Game. Kind of just want to dive into that a little bit. What would you kind of say, how do you kind of feel about the NHL All-Star Game and, like, its overview of how they do the, the divisions and do three-on-three? Three? Do you like that, or what do you? what's your kind of situation with it? I mean, I like the idea of three-on-three. Three. I just, I don't know. I think All-Star Games in general are losing a lot of popularity because they don't mean anything. Um, one thing I know I used to love about the MLB is that the winner decided home field advantage for the World Series, which yeah. I thought was cool. That was really cool. They, so for the everyone NHL, always tried in that. Yeah, because it mattered. Because if you're a team and also just like playing for the guys next to you. So I don't know if that's something that they would ever like think about adding back in. Because I understand that they don't want anybody to get hurt. Like the last thing you want to do is get a star in the All-Star game yeah. and get hurt. So I understand that the effort level is going to probably be lower. But I, I don't know. I just it, – it's cool in some moments, but you can just tell the effort level isn't there. The goalies don't want to, like, overreach for things. Yeah. They don't want to get hurt. So I don't know. Yeah, I think, it's tough. I think it's, I think it's fun. And, and the All-Star Weekend is mostly just for the fans anyways, you know? Yeah. It's get a cool together. experience for the, fan, for the players for sure, but it's mostly for the fans and an event for the NHL to kind of showcase the people. I mean – the Pro Bowl was this weekend. We're not even going to really talk about it because I... That was a joke. I mean, the Pro Bowl is even more of a joke. Yeah. Um, which is understandable. I mean, these guys just played a 17-game season, so it's tough to argue with that. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. What are, what are your thoughts? Do you enjoy it? I mean, yeah. it's, it's hard not to watch. Right? No, it's so I mean, fun. exactly. When you get all those stars the on the players. ice, you're obviously going to want, want to watch it. My just biggest thing with the All-Star game is I wish they would just go back to the East-West 5-on-5. Five five. I, I know it's I one thing not to try... like. The whole giving it your all, I, I can understand that. I just want to go back to the East-West. And then with the, how the voting works, I each team gets one player, I believe. There are some players that didn't make that this All-Star game that easily were All-Stars that didn't For get sure. it just because each team had to have one player. I think they should just go back to the best players from the West, best from the East, 5 So how do you five. want to do that? Do you want, to, do you want fan voting or do you want writers voting? Or do you have a little bit of both? I would because, do a little bit I of both. I would do four lines of forwards. And yep. then three lines of D, and then two goalies, west, yep. east. That's all I want. I just want to make sure that those guys who are truly all-stars, like what happened with Kadri. Only four goalies, really. I would do two and two. Okay. Yeah. Because there was, what, eight? There's eight, right? Yeah. Two from each. I, wouldn't that be better, though, if it was only four? And knowing those four goalies. Are I could hear six, but yeah. Yeah. Four or six, or I six, think. yes. So that's just kind of what I would like to see. But I dude, mean, I, see, for me, from like a fan's perspective of all these sports, like I've always, like I grew up thinking that like all-star games were, they meant a lot. Like it was a, such sure. an honor to be an all-star. Like exactly. being voted an all-star was super important. I feel like it's not as big anymore because guys are, Guys are opting out because of injuries, and they're yep. pushing these guys in. And I understand it's cool that other guys are getting it, but, like, I feel like it just means less. And, like, I, I agree. I want it to – I feel like it should mean more. Yeah. So, yeah, you should represent the East and the West. And I think, like, I don't know. I feel like it's one of those things. It's like, why not have the game mean something? Yeah. It would like how the All Star Game. Like you don't. The, like, MLB yeah. Game okay. Maybe that. maybe if you brought that with the Stanley Cup. Whoever gets that, they'd be giving it a little bit more too. So maybe. I mean, yeah. There's guys something. Don't have there's to something you can, hit. Yeah. You don't have to fight, but like 
you can still play hard hockey. Yeah. And and maybe they can hit. Like, why wouldn't you want to go out there and have put on a show, man? The best players play game. the best play. I mean, like every year we we get so excited about the Olympics or the juniors where you get America, Canada is usually, you know, the top players and we want to see them go against each other. And so why don't we like why would we not want that for the NHL yeah. All Star game? And we got these, you know, we got three on three, which is fine, and I get it's exciting too, but it's more exciting when they're actually trying. Oh, like God. in during the season, it's overtimes are awesome because of the three on three. If you, do had you the, like the three on three during the season for OT? Are you t- yeah, I do like that. Okay. That's engaging. That gets people involved. That's I like the three on three in the overtime for the regular season because if you took someone who's never watched hockey before and brought them to a game and they saw that three on three, they would think that's really cool. Sure, it's getting people. Is the playoffs? Playoffs is five on five. Okay, that's what I thought. No shootouts either. Yeah, just overtime yep, yeah, to keep yeah, yeah. going on as well. But kind of going back on that All Star, just the voting too. Like a prime example was Kadri. Yeah. Was the last? What was it the Got last vote fan in. vote in? Like yep. that dude's top ten in points right now, and he was the last he was fan top vote. five in points. Yeah. yeah. So that's where I kind of just have a little, kind of get a little bit mad of how that works with who is who gets in, well, who you doesn't. Think on the on the Avalanche alone, they could have had five guys. Yeah. They Easily. probably should have had five guys, and some of those. And McKinnon teams, was hurt too, so he didn't go. So he didn't go, but like. You know, and I'm not knocking these. There's some younger guys that play for these teams, like uh, Clayton Keller. Um, like Jennifer Clayton Keller's is good, but I don't know if he's an all-star. Like, no. is he one of the best players in the West? No, I feel like he can't be on a team with he's on two in Arizona. I well, mean, I mean, I mean he's could be good straight. on a team, yeah. but like in relative coming out of the West, if like what I said, if we did four lines of the best out of the West, not a chance. Clayton Keller would <laughs> yeah. be playing. And that's not a knock on him. No, it's Clayton just Keller's an unbelievable hockey player. It, and he's the best player on the on the Coyotes. There's no yes, arguing that. But easily. I think. But when it comes down to the, he's not an all star. No, correct. And you shouldn't. And that's why I think. And you shouldn't just give all stars voting to anybody. I think. And it's. I don't know. I think it's. Like it's more of a participation thing if you're it just is. giving each. Team, That's like, what each team is like. Roll, the one like, fan. Yeah. They're like, well, you want to engage your team. Well, uh, then maybe you should get a better team. You know, like not every team deserves. Not every team makes the playoffs. No. So why does every team deserve to have somebody in no the one, All-Star? Yeah. Hot take. That's good. I just I feel like I used to get it's so true. pumped for All Star games, and they used to be so sick. And now I just feel like they're. Even the NBA All Star Game, I mean, the score is like 170 to 170. Guys are. I think it, with the NBA one though, what was it a couple years ago when it was like that famous picture of Giannis and LeBron? Because they played at a certain score, correct? It's like the yeah, they changed the format. But now. then that last, like, it's usually pretty close going into the end of it, and then don't they give a little bit of effort? Oh trying yeah, to get down that? the line, it's. If you had, yeah, if you had that the full time, but obviously you're not going to get that. But that, that's cool to see coming down to that, and even with the NHL one, I, the Metropolitan, they split the. There's a million dollar pot, and they split that up yeah. for the players. So, but I just that, like remember. Like, I mean, that's you go yeah. look at and you look at back and like, and not to be like sound like the old person here, but remember back in the day because I'm not that old, so I wouldn't even remember this. But like, I feel like like all star MVPs used to mean something. Like you used to grind for that MVP. Like yeah. you, like I remember watching like Kobe, it, like go off, you know, and like in order to score all these points so you could win the MVP and like. Nobody does that anymore in like any sports, and and the Pro Bowl to me is like an exception. Like it's postseason. Like I, I get that you're not going to try in that, but like the MLB, the NHL, and the NBA. Like I've just I think fans would enjoy it more if you saw the players go out there and try. And like 
these guys play that many games, like there's a chance they can get hurt any night. Like they choose to go play in that game if it means something, and then you can play. F- like, like why not make it the winner of the conference or the winner of the All Star game? That team's conference gets home court advantage yeah. or home field advantage or home ice advantage in the championship. I'd like that. That doesn't seem crazy, right? No. And so, so the MLB All Star game is awesome. Well, they you don't do that anymore. I know. Even going up into that, though, like. Even with going 100 percent the MLB All Star game, like pitchers aren't going to throw 60 miles an hour. Like well, these guys are going to go one inning. Yeah, and they're going to give it their all, which is cool. So, yeah, definitely. That's just kind of my opinion on the All Star game. Well, awesome experience though overall with yeah. Vegas. It was super cool to get Las Vegas that All Star game and just kind of the environment around it too. You saw was pretty cool and just with checklets going as well and just the Pro Bowl was that same weekend, so it looked like Vegas was just good buzzing. for hockey. Just good for hockey and too. For it sure. sounded like a lot of like Vegas is kind of a diehard. Hockey Town is kind of what I'm looking at and reading online, too. So, um, yeah, definitely Golden Knights moving forward with the second half of the season, too, I would say, especially with Eichel coming back. If he's healthy, that team can be real scary. So, yeah, good good things coming for Vegas. Um, kind of just jumping into that. Did you want to maybe just jump into second half predictions a little bit, or did yeah, you want to just touch, you... touch base on it? Well, I mean, we covered some of it last episode um, about our, our, our cup predictions and um... – both of us going with the Avs and me going with the Rangers from the East and Joe with the Caps. And I think both of us kind of picked those teams. Um, not saying we don't believe in them, but like it's not as fun to think, like just say Tampa Bay. Like, you know what I mean? Like everybody could sit here and go, oh, Tampa's going to 3 because like everybody knows Tampa has a great team. Nobody's arguing that. Um, but is there any, any hot takes, any crazy things that you think are going to happen in the second half? Um, I, I said this one on the last podcast, and I truly – I think Edmonton's going to start picking it up here, and mm-hmm. I think they finish second in the Pacific. I think second's crazy, but I I, do I don't s- have faith in the California teams. I think they're playing well this year, but I just think once you get McDavid and Dreisaitl going – and that remember the Oilers at the beginning wow, of the year? they're closer than I thought they were. Yeah, dude. Six points back from the Kings with – Five games in hand. If, if they play like how they were in the first two weeks of the season, I didn't think they were going to lose a game in the first two weeks of the season. And I truly think they'll get back to second. I don't have faith in L.A. I like Anaheim more than L.A. I still think it goes Vegas 1, Edmonton 2, Anaheim 3. And then with that wild card, I took Calgary and Dallas, I believe. Calgary should make the playoffs. Yes. I, I mean, they should. I, they, they've been underperforming, I think. But I, I, I don't know. I, I think Gaudreau... And Kachuk on the same team, like that, just it feels like a playoff team. But yeah, they yeah, were, I agree. I think Edmonton the, at the beginning of the, the year, Oilers were are, the Oilers are right there. The Flames have only f- played forty-two games too. Most of these Canadian teams are a little behind. Yeah, actually, the well, the Wild have the second least games played in the NHL if you believe that behind the Islanders because Islanders started with like no games 13, played, but Islanders thirteen on are, the road. Yeah. So yeah, I I. I mean, all they need is goaltending, man. I think, you know, you're beating a dead horse there talking about the Oilers and goaltending, but you're, you're right. I I agree. I think they make the playoffs. I don't I don't doubt the Oilers coming back to make the playoffs. I think the Ducks are led by a lot of good goaltending in Gibson right now. I think they're playing well from that standpoint, but neither them or the Kings, like, excite me to think that, no. like, I'm counting on them to be there because – the only thing with the Kings, too, that I could touch on is they have that experience with Kopitar, yeah. Quick, Brown. Doubt Those guys have won a Stanley Cup, too. So that is one thing. But like we were saying, like 
LA and Anaheim have both played 47 and 48 games played, coming away with both 55 points each. And Minnesota has played 41 games, and we have 59 points. Yeah. So that's scary. Um, well, and I think that's why... The that's what's just freaking me out about these Southern California teams. So that's why I just think Edmonton and Calgary are going to make a push for it. But I could, I could see it. I got Anaheim at that three spot. I just think Edmonton's going to jump up to two. I could see. I could see the Flames rolling right with them too. I don't think either, like both of those teams can get hot, and all of a sudden you're talking about you know Flames maybe in that two spot and the Oilers in the three spot. Yeah. I, mean, I think Vegas, like you said, getting Eichel back is going to be huge. I, I don't think that team is going to miss the playoffs. I'd be shocked if they did. Uh, I think that's kind of a they've got not locked in on that first spot, but I'd be shocked if they didn't. Uh, but he was practicing this week. I saw. I saw that he has the non-contact jersey off, right? I need him to come back. He's on my fantasy team. He's been on my <laughs> IR the entire entire season. I took him like the third to last pick, but that's a, hey, that's smart. I'll keep you guys updated on Team Christopherson playing forward. Yeah, so well, let's move into the central here. I know we we talked about him a little bit, but uh, we both have the Avs making the cup, and it's just hard to pick against this team. With, um, I mean, they're twenty. Two and two at home this year, which is terrifying yeah. for teams. Which Colorado is definitely a nice, a nice home arena. I mean, they the fans are buzzing there, especially when the team's playing this well. It's hard not to go into that atmosphere and expect a, a good game out of your team when your offense is that good. Um, but I mean, you got the Wild. You got to think the Wild are going to finish second, right? Yeah, I got. I know the, we're biased, but yeah, I truly think the Wild will get second. Um, yeah, it's a big spot, too, for whoever gets that one seed in the Central, which in my mind is going to be Colorado with the way they're playing now. But even that first matchup for the Wild, if we do end up with that second seed going against, I would say, Nashville at three, could be it's going to be a hell of a first-round matchup. Yeah. It's, it, with the Central Division, it's so crucial for who ends up where in the seeding. So it's going to be crazy to see how that one turns out. Yeah, I like Colorado at one, Minnesota two, Nashville three. Um, but, yeah, that's going to be – I'm excited for the playoffs. It's going to be cool. I mean, I think the Wild, like the Wild have got to get as many home games as possible. Mm-hmm. And I think that, they got to get past that first round. Yeah. Half them. Them and the Leafs. Them and the Leafs. <laughs> uh, which, funny enough, are my, probably my two favorite teams. They won last night. Did you watch that game? Oh, yeah. Marner. Matthews with two. Yeah. Marner with two. We went down, though. Buzzing. What? He had the concussion. Matthews? Yeah. yeah, with like 30 seconds left in the yeah, third, right? Yeah, you got knee in the head with, yeah, and the game. But... That's not good. Uh, well, let's move along to the east here. We got the, the Metro and the Atlantic. Uh, tight at the top. Kind of falls off quickly from a lot of these teams. Um, Joe's Cup pick currently sitting in the fourth place in the Metro at 59 points with the Caps behind the Penguins, Rangers, and Hurricanes. It's going to happen. <laughs> got a weird feeling about the Caps. I'll keep it. saying this. by it, but... I mean, you got to g- give the people something more than the feeling, right? So explain it. I just like the veteran present. I just truly think Ovechkin is going to win another cup. And I don't think it's going to be this year, but I think he's going to get back to the Stanley Cup. And I don't know. I do have the abs beating the Caps, but I just think that their veteran presence with Ovechkin, John Carlson, Oshie, just that whole team, I think they're going to make another run this year. They're going to fall short. But, uh, they're going to fall short. Yeah. They're going to they're gonna make it there. But, yeah, I just like that overall veteran presence that that team has and i don't know it's gonna be tough i don't have any faith in the florida teams i know how good florida and tampa dude with which ones so the east is just so loaded like your first round matchup is gonna be is gonna be so tough like okay let's like the caps get a wild card spot 
Because that's where they're sitting right now, right? Yeah, they're at one wild card spot and Boston at two. Basically, with the East, the teams are, I would say, locked up for who's making the playoffs, which is going to be Florida, Tampa, Toronto, Carolina, the Rangers, Pittsburgh, Washington, and Boston. Yep. Most likely, those teams are going to be in the playoffs. I don't see anyone else. Maybe if the Islanders went on a crazy run, probably not. But, yeah, with that first-round matchup, too, I that's what I'm excited to see whoever the Leafs play in that first-round matchup to see if they oh. can get over that hump. Which is going to be crazy. Yeah. I mean, the Leafs, they make you feel like if they can just get past the first, they're going to go bonkers, right? But if, this, if there was just a regular season, the Leafs would win the Stanley Cup oh, like they, If it was so, like soccer? Yeah, like the Premier League. The Premier League. Leafs would be unreal. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're... Even watching Carolina last night, too. They were, they're a fast team, man. Carolina's, they can make a run, too, so... That was a real, real good matchup last night. Really physical with Carolina teams. and Toronto. They match up so well. That'd be a hell of a playoff matchup right there. What Leafs, Leafs, Hurricanes? Yeah, yeah. yeah. that'd be cool. Oh, well, we could get it. You never know. You never know. Uh, well, let's quick go through our, our trophy projections. Who do you think is going to win the Hart, the Vezina, the Norris? Starting out with the Hart, I will go with. I'm just going to have to say Connor McDavid. I mean, that's <laughs> I an know, easy answer to pick out, but he's just one. unreal what he does for a team. So even kind of with a quick thing, too, with the Hart, they don't really take it. They have the Hart Trophy, which is the MVP, and then they have the Rocket Richard, which is most goals, goal scores. Goal yeah. score, too. So the way I look at it with the Hart Trophy, for good example is this. Um, Taylor Hall won it a couple of years ago in New Jersey, and he didn't have like the most points throughout the year. He was top 10, but... Wasn't I would wasn't the best player in the NHL, but what he contributed to New Jersey and what he did for that team was MVP worthy. Is what they did for the Hart Trophy. But I just think what Connor McDavid brings every single night is why he'd be the Hart Trophy this year. He won it last year. I think he had hundred points through how many yeah, short games they played last numbers, year. So yeah. still gonna have to stick with Connor McDavid on this one, just because he's an absolute unbelievable hockey player and just what he brings to Edmonton each night. So I'll go with him on that. Who would you have to say for is your choice? Yeah, I mean, the, 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 if I had to bet on it, I'd probably put my money on McDavid. Uh, I think it'd be sick to see Ovi win it at his age, but that'd be cool. Yeah, I think it's. I wouldn't be. I think it's going to come between McDavid or Drysaddle. Honestly, I think you just look at that team and you look at that team taking those guys away from that team. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. They, they don't have. A, they don't have a chance without those two guys. Obviously, no. you know they're the whole team. So I think. In in our non crazy projections, I think Connor McDavid going to win it. I mean, it's just Vegas odds right now has him at plus two hundred, which is the best odds. Ovechkin at plus three twenty five, Drysaddle at plus seven hundred, Huberdeau at plus eight hundred, and then Matthews, Kaprizov, Kreider, Shosturkin, the highest goalie on there, who would be my Vesna pick right now. I think Shosturkin in New York is going crazy. I like I like UC Saros Nashville. Yeah. Like Saros, he's picking up real well this year. So, so that's my my question now. Obviously, I'm going to refer to our hockey insider expert Joe Christofferson here on this. When it comes to goalies, how much of the team's playing does impact them winning the Vesna? Kind of, yeah. I would say, especially with Saros in Nashville, just the way if you look how Nashville ended up finishing last year too, with kind of Pekarene and. Saros has been around a couple of years as well, too. So I would just kind of say the team play does have to have effect on it. Um, but just overall of what I see this year, at least what I know from the Vesna Trophy, is just the overall best goalie. And I truly think Saros is the best goalie this year in the NHL. 
if I had to take one right now, I would take Vasilevsky. But I just think overall what Saros Cer- has done for the Predators this year, just even with the save percentage at being 927. So it's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. It's unbelievable. Um, that's just kind of who I'm going with for my choice. But, yeah, overall I think for that, I think they just look at it the best goalie. I mean, just who's on a great team as well. They kind of just mix the both in there. It's kind of how they look at that. For sure. Uh, and then your Norris projection, which, I mean, I'm going with Kale McCarr. I'm going with Adam Fox. Okay. New York. I know I we're like going to get heat. I know my roommates are all big Hedman fans. but uh, Yeah, Hedman, I, the top three D in the league right now are Hedman, Fox, and McCarr. Not in any order or whatever, but I just like Fox and what he's brought to New York this year. I think he should be the captain of the Rangers. They still don't have one yet, which is crazy. But uh, So you're saying we got the top goal scorer in the league in Kreider. Rangers. My pick for the Vesna, Shesterkin, Rangers. And your top defenseman, the Norris Trophy winner, Adam Fox, Rangers. So it sounds like a lot of Rangers. That right? sounds good right now. Sounds but when it comes to yeah, there is a lot of Rangers. So potentially three trophy winners. Out yeah, of but the top that's four it. awards in and the Caps are gonna beat the Rangers yes. at any point in the playoffs? I don't think so. I would take it. No chance. I do like Adam Fox. Like you said, I mean, the Rangers Joe have great just players. Accidentally just no, I did not. I'm still Rangers. sticking with the No, I'm still saying hype on my Rangers here. Prime example, when the LA Kings, they were the eighth seed. They shocked. I don't know who it was in that first round. It's just a team. They got a good team going. And yeah, and the Rangers don't? Oh, they do, but I just don't think they have that chemistry like Washington does. Uh, you don't know anything about the chemistry. New York City, man, on. you can get lost in that. People are going to Knicks games. No, 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 no. COVID, man. They're staying at home. That's true. The boys are hanging out in one apartment, not going out. The Rangers are getting <laughs> Probably hyped. Probably Lots of weed. Yeah. They're playing a... Not weed. I didn't say weed. Lots of weed. Playing like Mario Kart bonding, you know? I broke a TV doing that once. Did you throw the remote? I had it on my... We sports? I had, we yeah. tennis? I didn't throw it, but I had it on my wrist, and then I got too close to the TV. Bowling? Yeah, bowling. Oh, man. And then I thought it'd be a good idea, so I just turned the TV off, and then I ran. But you broke the TV? Where broke were the you? T- my, Can I, you not tell? It was at, remember at my dad's? Remember I broke the TV? No. So I, would play, I was doing wee bowling. Living room? Yeah, right in the living room. And I, <laughs> I came up too close to it, and I shattered the TV. Not shatter, but it, it, it broke. It did, the, it did the color thing, too? So I, Yes, exactly. So I turned the TV off, thought, I, thought everything was going to be okay. Just never turned it back on. Left the house for a couple hours, came back, still broken. What would your dad say? He was not happy. I can't imagine he was. Uh, is that the, the, that would be the house that I famously clogged your upstairs toilet. Yeah. You remember that? Woodlawn Circle, man. Yeah, Woodlawn Circle. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, that's... That wraps up most of our NHL talk for now. Uh, it's probably our favorite topic to talk about right now, honestly. Right? I love hockey. Joe's, Joe's a big hockey guy. I'm new in the hockey game. If the Capitals make it, I swear to God. You guys, well, you'll know. It's it's out there. Yeah. Well, we're excited for the second half. It's going to be fun. Uh, fun to watch the Wild, too. Wild play the Jets tonight. Go Wild. Uh, shameless plug there. But, Good game. Uh, you good there? You want to move into some NFL coaching stuff? I'm good. Let's right. get an NFL. Uh, so we had some. We had four hires since the last podcast that we recorded. Uh, we had Kevin O'Connell, the Vikings guy, hired. The news kind of honestly, I think we broke it first. Like I doubt a podcast had it first. A lot of people were texting us. me you know like, "Are you mean? serious?" I'm like, "Yeah, we yeah. got Kevin." Yeah, we're, if we were to live stream this, we would have got a lot of views on that. We we might have gone viral, but. We'll save that for a different episode or whatever. Uh, but no, so Kevin McConnell's in with the Vikings. Um, now that you've had the, about a week to sit with it, how do you feel about it? Still Jeff? feel great. 
Kevin, I think it's going to be awesome. But we've like what we can't sign him officially until the Super yeah, Bowl I mean, is done. He's playing the Super Bowl, so. But all signs point to the Minnesota Vikings signing Kevin O'Connell, which is going to be great. Um, yeah, really looking forward to it. I think he's going to be a great choice for us, just with the offensive minded that he has. I can't. It's just unbelievable that there's four coaches under Sean McVay, which is him, Lafleur, who is the other one. Um, well, the, oh, a couple of them came the from one. the from the Mike Sh- Mike Shanahan, the Ky- er, the Washington team because Kyle Shanahan was on that staff in Washington. Lafleur was on that staff. McVay was on that staff, and I think Mike McDaniel was also on that staff. Yeah, it's crazy. So a lot of these guys are tied together, which is. But yeah, yeah, I, really I, looking forward to Kevin being in Minnesota. I think he's gonna be great. We need someone like that. Um, I love Zimmer, but just it was time for a change. We need this offensive mind. We just need a young guy getting in there and changing the side. We have so much potential with our offensive who we have out there right now. We just need we need to win football games with the team we do have. So I think Kevin's a great choice, and hopefully gets us some wins moving forward. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting who we go with for a DC too. Uh, I'm pretty excited about that, but I think for most Vikings fans, uh, I'm speaking for myself here too, but I just feel like it's an excitement to see a different type of offense. It's going to be a different type of offense completely. I know we're still going to have Kirk at the helm probably for one more year, but I think in the past we, with the Kubiaks and Stefanski like, and Shermer, I felt like all very similar styled offense under Zimmer because he wanted to run the ball. Like, that was his thing, and he wanted OCs that were going to run the ball first. Not saying that you don't want to run the ball with Dalvin Cook, but I feel like with the weapons that we have and the ability that we have to play make and Just Jefferson and Thielen and Irv Smith's going to be coming back from his injury. Um, you know, he's a pretty dynamic tight end, too. I think I think the, it, sh- it should be fun to, to have a new young offensive coach who's – Clearly got the potential these teams in the Super Bowl right now with Stafford and that offense, and uh, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be good. It's a good thing, and and the head coach having a relationship with the quarterback I think is huge, and that was something I felt like Zimmer and Cousins didn't really have is have that connection. Yeah, you gotta have that connection, right? I mean, yeah, go out to dinner, man. Yeah, get to know each other. Get to know, you know each but other. Zimmer just didn't really seem like that type of guy in general. Like he doesn't seem like a player's coach, which I'm not yeah. saying you have to be. But, like, I don't know. I just felt like there was maybe somewhat of a disconnect between him and, and Cousins sometimes. But I, think I guess that's what happens when you have a defensive-minded coach and totally. quarterback. Right? Was it one thing that really made me mad when I was watching Zimmer operate his offense? Do you kind of remember those plays, for example, it would be like third and long? we throw it seven yards. Or just be something like that and we just give up on the play. Kind of in my head, when I think of Kevin O'Connell coming in here, I kind of got this, like, Madden mindset. Take some chances. Take some chances. Field. I feel like For that sure. really made me mad when it was like third and when we could still probably maybe try a chance for a first down and Zimmer would just give up and just. Well, I think punch that's it the then. exciting part. Is I that's think what I like when I think of Kevin O'Connell. I want that Madden offense of just trying all these trick, not really trick plays, but just giving every series a chance. Yeah, like and that's what we need. And Zimmer sure. just was like, "You got two plays, I feel like, and then it's done." It's all about let's get three yards on first put us up for a good second down play action. And then, you know, it just felt like the same thing over and over again where I feel like if Kevin O'Connell can somehow just, like, get in Kirk's brain that, like, it's okay to take chances down the field and show that arm off and, like, makes it, like, Kirk's, I feel like, like, Kirk throws a great deep ball, but he just doesn't do it enough because he doesn't want to take a chance down the field. And I think 
if Kevin O'Connell can just get in that in that mindset and, and Kirk can start trusting that he can take shots, I feel like our offense is going to maybe take a step in the direction that we really feel like we want to go, you know? Bryce Young. Are we going to get him? <laughs> yeah, you saw Win that? the Super Bowl and then take Bryce Young. <laughs> Said that last time. Hope that win, happens. Win the Super Bowl and then take let's the Heisman this, Trophy yep, winger. Let's build this really good connection with our quarterback and, and coach, and then we'll get rid of him. Okay, well let's let's send the house. Can we can we trade? I want it all. Get Bryce Young. We just gotta get we. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, moving on to the <laughs> next hires, we Lovey Smith in Houston for the Texans, who he was the associate head coach last year. Um, this comes as an interesting one to me. Um, he was good on the Bears in like 2000. Yeah, and I don't he really... went to Illinois. He coached at Illinois for five That's seasons right. and got fired because they weren't that good. And, you know, college isn't for everybody. I get that. Yeah. Especially when you come from the NFL, I have to imagine that going back to college has got to be, especially these days where like recruiting is so much like social media and trying to please these players. And now you got NLIs going on in college. But, um, yeah, he, he was fine with the Bears. Uh Brought him to the Super Bowl, right? Against the Colts. Yeah, that was, it was Peyton Manning. Has to return the opening kickoff. Yeah, I mean, he... I feel like with this hire, I bet it was more of just like the players in that locker room kind of have respect for Lovey. Maybe it's kind of what I'm thinking of it. Right. Like, I can't wrap my head around why the Texans would go for a Lovey Smith unless the players were kind of giving some opinions. Like, we like Lovey. We know what he can do. I, I'm what curious to see, like, what do you... Well, it's interesting that you they think they moved. draft like what are they gonna do? Like, do they go for a quarterback? The whole thing with Deshaun, I I don't think Deshaun's gonna be their quarterback. Like, I think if you're, if you're the Texan, you need to their problems. I mean, I know it's a big problem because of Deshaun, but like, like they have so many other holes to fill in that offense. Like, it, it feels like they're in the situation where you just gotta like, it feels like one of those draft best available player at all times. What are they coming at the? Is it the second pick? They have four wins, so yeah, should be having no, a high the, it's Jacksonville, Detroit, Houston. They're three. Okay, but they need help. But that's my point. Is I think like they have so many holes in that team that I just like you can't just sit here and be like, especially with this year's draft. It's not like there's a quarterback you must go get. No, I think this is the boringest draft out of all my years that I can remember. Yeah, just, but when we look back on it, I guarantee sure in like be, ten years, this is going to be like, oh my god. Yeah, there's god. nobody really. But I mean, I feel no like no one pops up. The only it's also one of those things that you're looking past this year's draft because you have the Bryce Youngs coming up behind them. So Next year is going to be unbelievable. Yeah. And I feel like most drafts, the, at least the excitement around, is predicated on quarterbacks coming in, right? I mean, nobody's getting really excited about like last offensive year. Linemen, last year is unbelievable. Like some of these best players that are coming in this draft are offensive linemen. And, like, nobody really gets excited for an offensive lineman to get drafted, you know what I mean? But, like, they're extremely crucial parts of your team. And they got – I mean, they have, you know, Hutchinson and Thibodeau coming in are, are going to be some then, excellent edge rushers, which is going to be exciting to see them in the NFL. But, yeah, I, I, I don't know what the Texans are going to do. We'll see. Davis Mills was the quarterback. He looked all right at times. He feels like a guy that could carry his team for another year as they maybe figure it out. Figure out what's going on with Deshaun. Um, yeah, I guess the other thing on Lovey Smith was Brian Flores came out and said that he's excited for Lovey Smith um, to be hired, but uh, Brian Flores' camp kind of came out and said basically like Brian Flores would have got this job had he not been so outspoken against the NFL right now, which I think is 
is is crazy. I mean, obviously, I don't know if the Texans would have hired him. That's a pretty crazy thing to say, I guess. But he was in the interview process. I think he was one of the final three coaches. But this is what I'm afraid of because Brian Flores is a good coach. The only knock on him has ever been like maybe some of his like personal interpersonal like you know it's kind of like coming from Belichick you know these guys that usually like they struggle with the person the personal aspect of it they're great football minds they can get good personnel but maybe not I mean that was Josh McDaniels things in Denver is like he struggled there and he wasn't the greatest like personal coach so um Brian Flores that is going to New Orleans yeah that didn't happen but that's what I'm saying like I think they took I think it was between Lovey I just don't want him to get get stuck from getting jobs because he's so outspoken and and like i know a lot of people are going to be scared away because like litigation scares people getting sued scares people so it's like because you know his i mean and this whole story coming out too with the the ownership in miami which we can move into mike mcdaniel now being hired in miami who's the oc for the 49ers last year um but like why would you want to go to miami right now i mean things going on with steven ross the owner paying potentially paying flores to lose games yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know if you are you going tur- to turn down an NFL head coaching job, but like, a lot could lot could come out with the Dolphins. Of like, yeah, what's going to happen? I would be surprised that, yeah. if Stephen Ross gets forced out as the owner. Yeah, you know. And yeah, I, it's not a good look in Miami right now. Uh, I think McDaniel's took this of, obviously because it's a head coaching job, probably. So why wouldn't you want to take that? But I wonder how much this guy's personality went into it. Because he's, like, an electric dude. Like I, did, I didn't even know. Interviews? Yeah, this guy, I've kind of read up on him and, like, seen the highlights and the videos of him. And seems like a pretty energetic guy, especially with those uh, press conferences he does, too. He seems like a pretty funny guy to have and pretty cool dude to be around, too. So, yeah, I'm curious to see how that all works out in Miami. And hopefully, I don't know. I It's kind of a, the whole Dolphins. I'm not a – I don't believe in Tua. I don't think it's going to work out there. I don't know your take on Tua. I just – I don't think it's going to work, so... I just think that (laughs) having Tua as the quarterback and people going back and forth constantly about Tua and then Brian Flores winning as many games as he did with Tua just proves that, like, he's a winner. And I know that's not everything in the NFL because you do have to get along with management and everything, but I can get off the... the, I'm going to get stuck on the Brian Flores (laughs) thing because it pisses me off. But anyways... Yeah, Mike McDaniel, I think I think this is a good fit for Miami at the time because, like you were saying, he's a fun guy. Where It seems like he gets along with the press well, which there potentially could be a huge shitstorm coming in to Miami. And if you're going to have a guy who seems to enjoy being in front of the press and talking to him, that could be a good pick. Um, could be. All right, I could see this guy getting fired in two years. Well, it just seems to be the thing in Miami. Yeah. Miami needs to get rid of their GM yeah. before they get, I think, is their biggest issue. But... Um, Joe mentioned that he thought Flores was going to go to New Orleans. They actually hired their D coordinator, Dennis Allen, who, you know, their their GM, Mickey Loomis, came out and said that they're not trying to overhaul the organization because they were having success and they liked that the, the way that the organization was, was moving and the team was playing when they had Sean Payton. Now, Sean Payton kind of retired out of the blue, really. I mean, I don't think it was expected no, much. that came out um, of nowhere. So what do you what do you feel about that? I mean, Loomis basically came out and said he doesn't want to disrupt basically what's going on. But Dennis Allen was eight and twenty eight in Oakland from two thousand twelve to two thousand fourteen when he was the head coach there. Um, he took over for Peyton this year in one game when Peyton had COVID and they beat the Buccaneers nine zero that game. If you guys remember, that was the one game. 
Um, only time I think Tom Brady had ever been shut out in his career. So kind of a sick resume going in. It is kind of cool. Place, how do you feel about that? I mean, is it the right hire? Or I do you think, think it's just uh, they're just trying to not adjust too much, I guess, right? So I think when John Payton re- when he said he was done, he wasn't coaching. He's kind of openly said that he might come back, oh, correct? Come back. So I feel like with the Saints situation, they just went with Dennis Allen. Kind of just he's in-house. He's a filler? I think he's a filler. Until I, Sean Payton comes I, back yeah. or what? I, if you're, I bet Sean Payton's back in a year or two. Well, I've heard he wants to And do, I bet they're just like, let's keep Dennis Allen. He's team. been here for six years as a defensive coordinator. Let's just run it with him for a little bit. If Sean Payton calls back in a year, they're going to be like, yep, come back. Let's do it. Oh, for sure. They're not going to – I mean – the more of Brian Flores to Houston after the Sean Payton thing happened, I think he'd better better fit in Houston. But I I don't know, it's crazy. But I just think Dennis Allen's a filler right now. Honestly, just yeah. Well, I going think on. it's <laughs> unless yeah. he goes and wins a Super Bowl. I mean, yeah, they're probably gonna just be like, all right, that's Sean what I'm Payton, saying. Go so to let's, Miami. Let's say but, Dennis Allen goes crazy and yeah. Sean Payton comes back. But, but I see him going 500 again. I don't know. That division horrible. Yeah, that division's real bad. Jameis was a one-year, so either going to sign him or bring back Taysom Hill. Yeah, and even with my point, too, like, if... That's where I kind of think they would have, like, my, that's when in my head, they Brian Flores would have been a good fit for the Saints if they knew Sean Payton was completely done. Like, and the part of me in the back of my head, they're like, they kind of know that he's going to be coming back or a year or two. So they're like, all right, let's keep Dennis Allen. But it, I feel like Sean Payton would be like, no, I'm done. I'm not coming back to New Orleans. Then they would have gone with Brian Flores, and then I thought he would have been a good. Well, fit Sean Payton's not that old, so I don't think that's crazy to say. Yeah, I just with how open Sean Payton's being about this, him not being done, I just think Dennis Allen's a filler. I mean, that would be. I don't think that's not that, surprised that's, if he's back in two years. That's never happened. Before. He's gonna go soak on that movie he made with Kevin James. Oh Jesus! Oh man! And then, uh, yeah, he's probably gonna golf for a little bit. Well, go I hang heard, out with Drew Brees, well, and no, then I he's like, he I need to get to, out of New Orleans. I heard he wants to do like. TV? Broadcasting, yeah. Yeah. So, and those jobs, I feel like they just hand out to guys like him. Like, he'll go get a job for sure, and I think he'll be good. But I have to imagine him. He's not that old. I think he's in his late 50s, maybe. Like, he's got to have more coaching. You know, there's no way yeah, he came out of, out of that, that one scene, came out of nowhere. Um, maybe it's just a time where he just, yeah, like you said, Dennis Allen's just going to be the coach until they get another quarterback, and then Sean Payton's going to come slide back yeah. in, you know? But uh, the last hire was Doug Peterson to Jacksonville. Um, he's the former Eagles You like Doug. Coach. I like Doug. I mean, he won a Super Bowl, so not many Philly. coaches can say that. He won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles starting the Super Bowl. Um, that was actually in Minnesota against Tom Brady and the Patriots and Bill Belichick. So that right there is impressive. He was 42-37-1 as the coach. Um, in Philadelphia, his last year was not very good. Other than that, he was very successful. I thought. I mean, he was nine and six most years, right around that mark. Um, yeah, he's I, getting I, the same I, situation. Major, as major, Meyer. major culture, uh, culture shift needs to happen in Jacksonville. I mean, they're the worst organization in the NFL. I think probably easily, right? Yeah, nobody cares in Jacksonville, and they got terrible leadership. I think coming from the GM and the the ownership but you know your team's screwed when you got a pool in the end zone <laughs> if you see your fans in a pool in the back of the end zone in the game nobody cares they got one of those at uh tropicana though don't they nobody they're cares buzzing. about the tampa bay rays they're buzzing they're there's like 35 people at those games 
Yeah. Who wants to go sit in a dome in Tampa? Trop, the trop. But uh, same with the Miami Marlins. Don't they got one of the? Or they got like stingrays or something. I don't know what they have, but yeah, you don't don't put a pool in your end zone. Florida, it's apparently a Florida thing. And there's you don't need it in the football stadium. It's oh my, but yeah, same thing with Doug Peterson. He's got the same situation as Urban. Urban. Both got first overall pick. They both have Trevor Lawrence. Let's just see what Doug can do. I think he's going to do a lot better with the Jags than Urban Meyer did. Well, I think I think the, the one thing that sticks out to me is I, I I just don't feel like Urban Meyer won that team over at any point. Like at no point was the team like, yeah, we're going to go out there and play for Urban Meyer. Where Doug Peterson feels like a guy they potentially could be like, hey, this guy won a Super Bowl. Like we respect this guy. Like he's coached for a while. Like he knows what he's doing. Like. Seems to be like an energetic guy. Like Urban Meyer was just Urban Meyer, not a great dude from most of the stories yeah. you hear. So don't get him at a bar. <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> bad looks for him. I think as soon as that happened, though, the team was probably just like, "All right, yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, like, you're like not, you don't I don't have, think you're going to see that with Doug Peterson. No, hopefully. That's what I'm saying, but, and, and yeah. I think that'll be a good. I, I think. You know the leadership coming from him and the relationship he's going to build with Trevor Lawrence is going to be everything. Um, you know he's got Carson Wentz was pretty solid learning under. You know Wentz won an MVP there, an MVP season with uh, Doug Peterson at the helm. Yeah, he was unreal. In Philadelphia, so can, and I want I want Nick the best Foles. for Trevor Lawrence, but yeah. So so it'll be fun to see um, follow along there. Uh, but yeah, that was pretty much it for the NFL. We like we said we covered the. No, we didn't cover the Pro Bowl. We talked about it for a second. It was what a joke. It was fine. I mean, they need to do. I've heard. I will this say though, Mac, Mac Jones doing the gritty was sick. That was cool to see. Don't Good even know if that play counted though, because it sounded like they. I don't think it was. Like, there yeah. was. They didn't change the score, but I've seen this online and seen these with posts and stuff. How they need to just get rid of the Pro Bowl. And would you like to see that the two worst teams play for the first overall oh, pick? You saw that too. That would be so cool. So but Detroit and Jacksonville. And whoever wins that gets the first overall pick. So sick. so many more people would watch that. The week before the Super Bowl, yeah, get rid of the Pro Bowl and put that game in there. I'm telling you, and that's more gonna... football, dude. It's NFL yeah. football. People are gonna watch. Yeah, I would hands down do that. I don't think it's gonna happen, but that would be, happen, but that would be sick. Awesome idea. Well, yeah, I mean, we could NHL, NBA, NFL. If you guys want to reach out to us, we got great ideas about making your All Star games better, making the Pro Bowl never happen. And getting the fans back out. There. I mean, like people there. want more football. Um, That's they, I know that every year week. the countdown. I was comes, so sad like, oh, this Sunday. Five. We- oh yeah. I was like, what do I watch? Pro Bowl? Nope. Didn't know what to do. It, it's it's weird. So you put that I played, game. In I played there, I'd Nazi watch zombies. How'd you do? The old World at War Nazi zombies. I played on Sunday because it was like, I don't have football. I don't know what to do with myself. I really didn't know what to do. Yeah, football's. I mean, it's. What else do you want on Saturday, Sunday? I can't, like, it's weird when you go through football season and then when football season stops. Oh, it's you're like, what do you, so sad you probably this have weekend. Save a lot of time. Oh, man. I'm already missing it. Uh, well, anyways, moving on to, we're going to talk a little NBA quick. Uh, we're going to cover, I'm going to cover these trades that went down today um, for our My boy, basketball man. fans. So the, My classmate. I'm going to start with the Pacers and the Kings trade. Um, Indiana receives Tyrese Halberton, Buddy Heald, and Tristan Thompson. Sacramento gets Sabonis, Justin Holiday, Jeremy Lamb, and a future second-round pick. What okay. the hell? Well, let's, That's let's, all I got to say. Let's read the second I don't even one. know that much basketball. You know a lot more NBA than I let's, do, but all I have to, to say is what the hell. 
So for those who don't Sacramento's follow the NBA, on drugs. is Tyrese Halberton was drafted 12th overall by the Kings in 2019. Um, so he's played two seasons with him. He shoots like above 43% or right around 43% from three, has great court vision, and was a young star for them. Like he was an up-and-coming star. He's not a scorer, but averages like 13-14 a game. And... I'm just I'm not sure what this move really does. Sabonis is a great player. Uh, I'm not knocking him, but the Kings and Indiana are both in these kind of spots where they're they're not probably making the playoffs. Um, it felt like a very lateral move. Uh, maybe the Kings just felt like it was time to move off Halberton, but it's just twenty one. Like, How do you move off? Oh, it's the second season. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm trying to come up with something. I know Buddy Hield has been in talks all year. Um, there was a lot of hype around Buddy Heald going to the Lakers before the season. Apparently, LeBron ended up wanting Russell Westbrook. I think Heald's going to go to the Lakers. You need to get traded again? I think they're going to, what I was reading with today. With the Pacers? I, what is it, buyout? Is that what it is? Or they're not buyout, but I they think with the, because is, is Buddy a shooting guard? Small forward shooting well, guard. Yeah. I think they already have enough people at that spot. Was I What I was reading Who, the today. Pacers do? Yeah. So I think they're going to move him Interesting. to L.A. I didn't see that one, but I... That happened. I, that's where I was just kind of reading. Yeah, and, and the Lakers need role players kind of like that. Where I, I, I mean, I thought Buddy Heald going to the Lakers would have been a sick move. It would have opened up a lot more cap space. He's a much cheaper player than Russ is. But yeah, I think that that nobody. I'm sure Kings fans are very upset because Halberton was he was sweet. He's a fun player. They're very young. Um, they're not in a win now situation. So I mean, Sabonis isn't old. But like, it just it doesn't make a ton of sense. I don't, you know. I, I mean, there's GMs; they have decisions. But at the end of the day, I didn't get that one. The other one is Blazers Pelicans. Um, this one is New Orleans gets CJ McCollum, Larry Nance Jr., and Tony Snell. Portland receives Josh Hart, Thomas Saturansky, Nikel Alexander Walker, DD Lauzada, a 2022 first pick, and two future second round picks, which. Again, another lateral move for me. I know Portland's been – there's been a lot of talk with Lillard and what's going on there, but um, what do you think? Pelicans are kind of out this year. They've had Zion out this whole season. so They're 10th like, right now in the West, so that's a play-in yeah. tournament. Pelicans. Yeah. So they're still – Still got a chance, but not going to do anything. What do you do if – I just – I just think that – My quick thing is what do you do if you're Damian Lillard? Do you want out of Portland or what do you – you look at all that happened today, are you like... But my point is is that you have Zion, you have Brandon Ingram in New Orleans, right? Correct. And now you're giving up a first-round pick for C.J. McCollum? Like, I feel like... I don't know. I, I've heard arguments that Portland didn't get enough. I've heard arguments that New Orleans, like C.J. I don't know. I, I don't know necessarily what C.J. McCollum fits into that offense for them. Um, I know C.J. McCollum's pretty good. He's always been kind of overshadowed by Lillard. But, yeah, I mean, C.J. McCollum it could could take that team, I guess, a little bit further. I just don't – like, for me, if you don't see yourself winning, like, do, do they really see themselves getting into the playoffs in the West and, like, going crazy? No. Like, no. who are they going to beat in front of them? Timberwolves. The Lakers are currently outside of the – they're ninth, right? T-Wolves are better. Yeah. It's crazy. So, I don't know. Both confusing trades, in my opinion. Um Hopefully we see some more coming up here. The trade deadlines in two days. Do you think uh, uh, Minnesota makes exciting. any moves? 
No. Because of recent play by a lot of role players, that if they... I feel like they feel like they've got their guys. And I think a lot of their guys are solid and they're very cheap. And we've got a lot of depth when it comes. We got a ton of young guys that are playing really good defense. Nas Reed, um, uh, McDaniels, and, you know, Wig, or not, geez, Wiggins. Uh, but Russell Edwards and Cat leading the way. And I, I feel like the more they play together, the better they get. Um, but no, I, I don't know what our move would be. I saw a tweet today regarding the Timberwolves for just potential trades. I saw a trade that would send Malik Beasley to Boston for, that for a f- Richardson and Aaron Naismith. If I'm saying that oh, correctly. Really? That's what I saw. I saw him potentially for picks, um, which I didn't hate. But yeah, I, I mean, Malik's good. He can, I feel like every... 25 s- years old. I didn't realize he was that. I thought he was a lot older game. than that for some reason. No, he isn't. He hasn't been around that long, but I, I feel like every third or so game he goes off for like twenty points. So he he could be a good spot for us uh, to to get something back. I don't know if we need more guys. Like we're already running out there like eleven guys a night if everybody's healthy. So it's like we don't need depth. I saw Marcus Smart was thrown around there. Did you Marcus see that? Marcus Smart that would have been the Beasley too, but that would be a haul for like picks. I'm guessing. Yeah, Marcus Smart's definitely w- worth more than that. But he's the type of guy I could see. Like you imagine Marcus Smart and Patrick Beverly out there together, like they just and, and that's the type cool. Of, I feel like that's the type of veteran like experience that we need because we. I mean, most of those guys besides Pat Bev, I don't think have like any playoff experience. We just need to get under people's skin. I feel like Timberwolves is really soft too. Yeah. So Pat Bev and Marcus Smart would just brings a different energy. I think we're yeah. You know, not a defensive team, but we have the ability to play some pretty some pretty good defense. So yeah, Timberwolves are exciting this year. That's that's definitely something to look forward to, especially if we can somehow get. Which I, I'm pretty sure I saw we have like the easiest remaining schedule, like strength of schedule moving forward. So we're playing a lot of teams that are down guys too, um, hurt or just got traded too. So some of these teams that we got rolling up there in the West, I think, are very beatable. And um, I don't like this playing tournament. You I don't. don't? Like, I don't like the idea of it. Just weird. Like the Pelicans are twenty-one and thirty-two, and they have a chance no, to be in the. I, it's just weird. So if it was like the old school, one through eight, we'd be the seventh seed right now. We'd be going against Golden State, right? Well, no, we'd be in the plan. No, I'm saying without the plan. Oh just yeah, one through eight, we take yeah. it. Yeah. Which, I mean, isn't a great... Not good. I would, I'd rather have the play-in tournament right now with the situation, but I just don't like well, how the Pelicans are... But we, with the play-in play tournament, 21 we're going to get, gonna get, gonna get the Warriors it? anyways if we win our first game. Yeah. But stuff can change, but I just don't like the... That's why it's so important that we get the sixth seed. We could. I mean, Denver's there at six with 29 and 24, and we're 28 and 25. We'll I mean, see, we're, we're close. And it'll be a big second-half push, and I think... I just think if the first half we've missed, like it felt like there was a stretch of three weeks there, there where we were playing like one or two games. Like it felt like a one game that whole month we had Cat, Edwards, and Russell all playing together. So I think the more and more they get on the court together, and the more they play together, get Pat Bev healthy and avoid some of these COVID things, I think this team is it's got the potential to get to move up to a six seed. And and if they can catch fire, and they haven't lost at home yet in 2022, Timberwolves haven't. So, but, all right, well, let's, let's wrap up here. 
We're going to go through the MVP race quick. It's kind of a one-man race. Not one man, because I think Jokic is underrated. But Joel Embiid currently leading the MVP race um, in the NBA. Jokic coming in at two. The reigning MVP and Giannis at three. Um, Joel Embiid's been going crazy. And it's kind of funny the, the all three of them are, are big men. Not necessarily crazy high three-point shooter numbers, um, which feels like the NBA is going a lot to that recently, obviously. If you if you follow along, it's tons of three-point shooting, high scoring, not as much defense. But these guys are still all good shooters. Giannis is the least of the three, but Embiid's been putting up 40-point nights and getting 15 boards almost every game, it feels like, recently. That's my choice. Streak, but I'm going with Embiid. I think Jokic, dude... I mean, Embiid's, yeah. I just think Jokic is over, uh, underrated, sorry. I think Embiid should win, but I just think Jokic doesn't get as much credit, especially for a reigning MVP. Seems crazy that he doesn't get as much hype as he does. For He's basically a seven-foot point guard. The way he sees the floor, the way he, he can make some of the passes he does and then shoots from outside but also can play the post. And then, yeah, I mean, he you can run a pick and roll with him having the ball or, you know, doing the role and so I think it's he's a dynamic player also rebounds like crazy so I mean he's just like a walking triple double but uh yeah it'll be interesting to see obviously good amount of games left but usually by this point unless an injury happens some of these guys it's you know they've already the top three four guys are kind of locked in on one of those four guys gonna win um but yeah NBA finals predictions um I had one hot take. Yeah. Not a hot take. Okay, get in there. Just quick thing that kind of with the NBA All Star. How did do they just do it like fan voting? How starters, did how did Lamelo Ball make it over Anthony Edwards? Um, Is that position wise because he's a point guard or well, he, what, how did that work? He got put in because of injury. Um, somebody I just saw that he him and uh, I'm looking Mur- at Lamelo's stats and he averages Spurs. 19 and a half and Anthony or Edwards averages 22 and a half. Well, see, that's what I don't know is I don't know if they go to um, the fan voting or if they do writers to put them in there. But, yeah, I don't know. It's pretty – I think Anthony Edwards got really screwed because I think he should have been in front of some of the guys that were already on the team anyways as a reserve guy. But he just – it's just one of those things is the NBA is – he doesn't get it. like Lamelo Ball gets all the hype. He like the NBA wants Lamelo Ball in the All Star game because it's going to be it's the ball. You get Lavar in the stands. Yeah, and so you know Anthony Edwards plays in Minnesota, which we're rising, we're rising. But if you were looking back on that draft, would you still take Anthony Edwards at one over Lamelo? Before the draft, I would have said Lamelo. Now where I am, right now, I still I'd go with Anthony Edwards. See, I'm a huge. I think he just brings that. I think LaMelo's, like, energy fits better in Charlotte. I don't think that would have worked looking back at it now in Minnesota. I think Anthony Edwards' like, kind of dog yeah. mentality with the guys we got just works better in Minnesota I right like now. That. So no, I like that take Sticking with sure. Edwards. But I, the only reason I hesitate there, because trust me, I love having Anthony Edwards here, and I think he's our savior. LaMelo is so good. He's, see, that's the part where I don't see the, like, you know more, but... so good. I mean, the way the he... Yeah, and he's... His court vision is unbelievable. Some of the passes he makes and the energy he brings, and now you know he, sh- he he can shoot. And not that Anthony Edwards can't, because obviously he's an electric scorer. But yeah, I think I think personality wise, I think like you said, I I think Anthony Edwards is a great fit for Minnesota, and kind of like 
him wanting to to be here is is such a big thing. So uh, fires me up when someone says they want to stay in Minnesota. Yeah. It's a good feeling. Don't hear that most, often, especially not. In the and he NBA, said yeah. it. So yeah. All right. Well, uh, my pick coming from the West is the Suns. I think the Suns are going back. I love the Suns. I think it's easy to say Golden State, but the way that Steph Curry's playing right now doesn't make me feel like they're I mean they're dominant there's still the Warriors are probably the deepest team when it comes to shooters but I don't know nobody from the east has really stood out to me I think what is going on with Brooklyn man that's falling apart uh Kevin Durant's hurt James Harden wants out Kyrie can only play road games they've lost eight straight I just think it was a that whole situation looks so much different when Kevin Durant's on the court. Kevin Durant covers up a lot of problems I think that teams have and a lot of deficiencies and a lot of depth because he can take over games and he's so, so good. But when it comes down to it, I just... They don't have the pieces. They don't have the depth. They don't have the defense. They don't have a score that plays every night right now because James Harden doesn't want to be there. And we've seen what James Harden does when he doesn't want to be in a place. He shuts down. Seen all these trade rumors of him going to Philly. Yep. But uh, I don't think he's going to trade at the deadline. He'll stay with Brooklyn for the rest of the season, but I think he's going to go to Philly next, next year. year. Yeah, I think something will happen there with maybe Simmons or something too. Um, Can you tell me how the Cavs are in the the fourth seed right now? Dude. Trade LeBron back there. Like, my God. I know people were talking about that. That'd be funny. But if you – the Cleveland Cavaliers are in the fourth spot right now. Where the heck – where does this team come from? Darius Garland, Jared Allen – they got uh, Karis LeVert, I think, just got traded there, too. Yeah. But, I mean, they they got... Who are their they bigs? Got the they right got piece. Mo- Mobley and Allen, right? Yeah. And so that's that's just, nice. Laurie Markkinen. They just, like, sometimes just... That's just the team. click, yeah. It's just the team. Garland's I like playing that. well. But I, I think the Bucks. I think the Bucks come out of the East again. I just... It's, it's just those things. It's guys you don't pick against. And, like, I just don't see... A seven-game series where Giannis doesn't take over at some point. So, uh, what what do you got? Uh, so yeah, you got a lot better insight on the NBA. I'm just gonna give it for my non-NBA people out there. I'm gonna go with the Milwaukee Bucks against the Golden State Warriors. Okay. Warriors. Um, because Steph like Curry. The NHL, we both got one one from each side. Yeah. Every, so, uh, I like the Warriors because they got Steph Curry. He knows how to shoot a three-point basket. It's crazy. I, I, think he, I think he has the most of all time is what I've been reading. So. Oh, you've been reading? Yeah. Oh, boy. So I'm going to go with the Warriors. Warriors and the Bucks. That's all i got to say. Uh, I like that. No, did I, I pick who was going to win? Bucks. Bucks over back the to Golden back. State? Okay. Well, I, I mean, I, I'm never going to say you're wrong for picking Golden State to be in the finals. So. Clay. We'll see how that plays I, out. I enjoy the watching goal, Clay as a basketball The goal player. is to Joe's gonna Love try the headband. to give me some NHL knowledge. Yeah, he looks like Jackie Moon out there. I like it. Because he wears the headband over the top of his ears. He doesn't wear it like you know what I mean? He he like wears Trade him for a washing machine. Shut <laughs> <laughs> my pro. Shout out, shout my pro. Uh but yeah. Well, that pretty much does it for what we got on the schedule. Um, that felt good. Anything else you got on your on your mind, Joe, that you want to get off your chest? We ran, yeah, a little bit of over an hour here. It's but good. Kind of like we said. Uh, Super Bowl a, coming up. Kind of, it's been dry since we last last spoke, but uh, yeah, yeah Super big Bowl weekend. Super Bowl. Like I said, I got you got Rams, right? Bengals, Rams. Yeah, I got Rams. By field goal, you think it's gonna be um, close? Oh, well, let's do score. 
34. 31 no, take 28. that back. 20, 30, 31 28, 28, 28 13 Rams. They kicked their ass? Yeah, why not? Because have you watched any playoff games this year? I feel like every single one has been so close. I know, but there has to be a breaking nah, point, and it's going to be the Super Bowl. I thought it was going to be the Chiefs. Um, but, yeah, so that should be exciting. We uh, Our next episode will probably post-Super Bowl. Probably do one. Uh, well, Monday's Valentine's Day. Romantic. We're gonna get we're gonna get a little bit better on the schedule here, um, so you guys can um, for our for our listeners will hopefully be able to predict a little bit better when these are coming out. Um, still trying to get the feel of this this whole thing, but uh, shout out to that guy in Belgium again. Yeah, shout out to our Belgium. It's fans, unreal. Apparently, but we have to do a live show from there. <laughs> but yeah, that'll do it for episode two. Circle and Sewer. Thanks for joining, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Peace. Peace.